We are back! Hello, hello, and welcome to Borborygmi, Noises from the Veterinary World, the show that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. The triumphs and the tribulations, they're all in here. I'm Naomi Mella, vet and podcaster, and welcome to season two. So 2020 has been quite the year, which for a lot of us has featured more tribulations than triumphs, if we're honest. So in the spirit of recognising that the pandemic has upended a lot of people's finances, we thought we'd bring you a new series of conversations around money. We're being supported for this season by VetU, a veterinary-led community encouraging you to face up to your finances, to get the help and advice you need, and to start paving the way to a brilliant financial future, whether that's starting your own business or planning for your retirement. Everyone involved in VetU has had highs and lows in their own financial journeys. So this season is all about telling you the stories of our community to help you make the most of your finances. Most important of all, we really want to hear from you over the next few weeks. So send us an email at hello at vetu.co.uk. You can drop me a DM at Naomi the Vet with underscores between on any of the social media platforms or write us a review on Apple Podcasts with your thoughts and feedback and we'll be featuring a few of them each week. We really want to know what you think about money, about pay in the profession, about whether you even give your financial future a second thought or anything else you fancy. Go on, you know you want to. So we're kicking off today on the theme of entrepreneurship and cultivating an entrepreneur mindset in the veterinary profession. Taking the leap into running your own business can be daunting, whatever it is you do, and running a business brings its own challenges. Dr. Katrin Jan is the head vet and owner of GVC, the German veterinary clinic in Abu Dhabi, which she founded in 2008. Mike Kitchen is GVC's business advisor, himself an experienced leader and manager of both people and client relationships. After starting from scratch, the clinic is now a large, thriving enterprise with multiple diversified interests, offering feline boarding, a pet relocation business and a behaviour consultation service, amongst others. Katrin is currently undertaking a residency in animal welfare and behaviour management and is also a certified coach. We began with her talking about starting the business. It was a, a nerve-wracking time, but I think it was a relatively calculated risk. Um, I'm not a, a big fan of, of taking on you know, huge debt and loans. So I kind of financed things with um, savings that I had. Um, and I, I did have one, I wouldn't call him an angel investor. He was a supporter who... who um, at the time, was very much involved with the the government um, street cat uh, trap neuter release program, and he did give me a sum of of money um, in exchange for work to be delivered in the future. So, he gave me um, you know a sum of money, and I ended up you know neutering cats till they came out of my ears until that debt was paid off, um, and that's really how it started. And I think I never really invested more than I could afford. Um, and I made sure that I had, and I think, you know, this is where sort of experience of working in general practice and, and different sectors of general practice comes in, because I knew the things that I absolutely needed from day one to be able to practice. 
Um, but I also knew the things that I didn't need and that could wait for a little while. And some of those things included x-rays, machi- x-ray machines and blood machines. So for the first couple of months, I used to, I would take blood, but I would have the bloods run at a, um, a another neighboring practice who would run the bloods for me. Um, so I didn't have to make those huge investments into a lot of equipment before I could actually see what was coming back in through the door. And I think for me, that provided a huge safety net of, you know, not having that feeling of having, um, you know, huge amounts of debt hanging over you and, and having to, you know, secure X, Y amount of, of income in any given week or month to make sure that that debt was being able to be repaid. And that's really how I've run my business from day one is, you know, I've only invested when I've seen that there's been a big enough need and when I've known that I could finance that myself um, and we could actually reinvest from the clinic without having to take in any outside um, money. And that's always been really important to me. You know, I learned very quickly that um, being a vet who runs a business it is really quite a difficult job. Um, and, you know, we're vets, you know, we're trained to be vets and, and that's where our skill set lies. And so a lot of those um, real core business skills were things that I, you know, I, I didn't have, I didn't particularly enjoy, um, you know, I wasn't very good at. So in particular, things around HR and, you know, managing processes um, and workflows and that sort of thing. While I can do it for the veterinary side of things from a, from a business point of view, that's something that was quite foreign. Um, and it took me a little while to sort of understand that I really needed to look for help and for out, outside talent in those areas. Um, and and that's where Mike came in, really. You know, he was keen to make a change, I think, into a into an industry that was a little bit more vocational for him as well, that that meant a little bit more. And and, and that's how we sort of found our skill sets um, marrying up, really. And it's been a really interesting journey to kind of put everything I've learned from those big organizations into practice with a small team, but a very high performing team and a, an industry which really does rely upon quality of service and uh, obviously patient care, but you know, it's very people orientated. So I think when you're working in big organizations, there's always an element that you think you can probably do better, but sometimes you don't feel you've got the autonomy to try and make decisions or influence how things are being done. Um, so it's very much a case of you know, being able to put into practice the things that you think will work and seeing them actually work was part of that, I think, definitely. I think one of the things, and the social purpose, I mean, it's very important these days to be able to define yourself and have a clear identity that your your customer base can um, associate with and hopefully want to be part of. And also for the team, I think the veterinary industry is something where a lot of people get into it because they want to do good. You know, they want to be part of an organization that is really actively promoting good practice, good welfare. So... You know, we've been very clear to try and identify ourselves as a, um, a voice of education, I suppose. You know, certainly Catrum now is very busy doing webinars and um, different sort of promotional activities to really educate, to help build up that awareness for good practice. Um, and I think it's been really important to teams for part of that as well. You know, we've been able, through a combination of, you know, I think, good recruitment good retention, um, and really engaging with the team to get people that are highly motivated to do a really good job. You know, and our customers see the benefit from that, and we see the benefit from that as a business. You know, it's a, it's a very pleasurable circle. You know, 
with the team working well, individuals working well within the team, customers get the benefit, the patients get the benefit, we're producing good results, you know, and obviously the business is benefiting from that as well. Um, and it all does come back, I think, to having that clear identity and kind of brand that our customers, the community that we are working within, want to be part of. And we, you know, I mean, we use social media a lot to try and uh, push those ideas as well. But it definitely pays benefits. You know, it definitely brings in good results. I think you touched on a really important point there, Mike, in, in that, you know, for me, one of my sort of biggest achievements has been um, the building of this amazing team. Um, that it, that has been the cornerstone of GVC's success without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and, you know, we value the team, you know, so much. They're, they're always at the forefront of, of certainly my thoughts, you know, of, of making sure that um, the team, especially in these very uncertain times, is, is you know, the, the team is, is really sort of at the center of what we do. And I found that, you know, if if the team is is performing well and is happy and is engaged and is on board with all of our whys and why we're doing things, then you know the business kind of runs itself, um, and it really sort of comes through to our clients and and patients. And you know, one of our rules is you know animals first. Is you know we always have the the best interests of our patient at heart first and foremost and everything else trickles down from that our clients of course as well but you know it's all about the patients at the end of the day and and i think that message together with the team being on board with that message together with that whole thing being part of the community that sort of built this this you know lovely kind of interaction of clients, patients, team, and the community um, within Abu Dhabi? You know, I think for us, we have definitely made a point of looking outside the, the, the veterinary industry, certainly for uh, support roles, non-clinical roles. Um, and it's made a big difference. You know, we've got customer service experts, you know, working from the airline industry and hospitality who have really invigorated our front desk and, you know, made the reception role something you know, that actually wows the customers. And, and yeah, I think making sure that you're clear about what it is you're looking for, not necessarily having a very pigeonhole-ready kind of job description. Being a bit flexible has allowed us to bring some really good people into the business who have made a big difference. Experience is great, but if the skills are there, if the aptitudes are there, and if the attitude's there, the experience will come in time. I think it's something that may be overlooked in a lot of small businesses, the importance of actually having a good understanding of HR. And, you know, recruitment's a big part of that, but making sure we retain the talent, making sure that we are actively engaging with our team to make the very best of what we've got is something we do day in, day out. And I think it, it does have a big impact. But I think one thing about the UAE is, is that there is this sort of real feeling the spirit of entrepreneurship in the country um you know and that's why a lot of people were asking me those questions you know why don't you open up your own clinic because a lot of people that find themselves in this country are very much entrepreneurs at heart and i would have never really put myself um you know in that sort of bracket i would have never really thought as myself as an entrepreneur and in the first few years you know you don't think as yourself as an entrepreneur you think as yourself of yourself as a workhorse because that's what you're doing for the first few years but then, you know, as you sort of start to sort of 
maybe step back a little bit and, and look at things and look at what you've achieved and look at the bigger picture, all of a sudden you do then feel like an entrepreneur. And I think now I, I would look at myself as an entrepreneur and, and that sort of, I think, has influenced a lot the decisions that I've taken in the last few years and, and the routes that, I, that, that I've taken recently more, I guess. You know, I started myself plus two nurses. So there were three of us that started in the business. So that's where that whole kind of workhorse thing com comes from. And absolutely, you know, you do however many hours a week you have to do um, to make it a success. And at the beginning, that's that's pretty tough. Um, the pet relocation business has always been a big part of, of what we do just because of where we are in the world. So people bringing their pets in and, and leaving with their pets has been always been a, you know, a huge part of the business. So that's that's been a big thing. But we've diversified, I think, on many levels. You know, we've brought in a lot of new technologies, which I think have been really important, you know, whether that's been laser therapy or, um, you know, different types of di diagnostic tools. Um, and it's been pretty much organic, I'd say, you know, as we've sort of grown, we've seen the need for something else. And then we've diversified into that area. And don't get me wrong, we've had quite a few failed little ventures. You know, we thought that something would be a brilliant idea. And then it's turned out to be absolutely rubbish. But that's part of it, right? And then you have to go, yep, you just say, we've got to try it. You know, we tried it. Hey, ho, it didn't work. But for, you know, those three things that didn't work, you'll hit the one jackpot of that thing that really does work well and that really complements your business and that complements your your whys and your team and your ethos and all those values and everything so yeah yeah we've had a we've had quite a few things that kind of you know were started and then after a few weeks we're just sort of binned again one thing which Catherine's quite modest on there um kind of mentioned the passing is the collaborative spirit that Catherine's now got with her business yeah. and we have tries different services to see if they would work. Um, I quickly recognize that if they're not going to be what we're looking for, if they're not going to take off, then, you know, recognizing those mistakes as they are quite early and dealing with them and you know, not letting pride or anything get in the way of making good decisions. But also, I think it's really important that we collectively have been able to listen to each other's opinions and to make decisions based on not just what one person thinks or wants to do but what collectively we can see as being the best for the business you know not letting pride get in the way of good results basically you know, and there have been a couple of things which somebody may have been championing and we've got ready we've got set up and it's just not really works you know and you quickly accept that you take it on the chin um you realize that probably that space or that resource could be used in a better way elsewhere anyway and you move on you know i think that's one of the real benefits for um, smaller businesses, you know, you can have that dynamic approach. You can be mobile, you know, quick to react and change and adapt. And, you know, I think the customers ultimately do benefit from that because you're able then to recognize what's important in the moment and bring that on board. And this year has been a real example of that, I think. We've had to adapt through necessity and we've actually improved yeah. And I think, you know, it's really important not to be afraid of change. I think that's where some people sometimes get stuck a little bit. Yeah, it's, you know, being able to adapt in the moment and not being afraid of change. And I think that's another thing where, you know, the GVC team is so good because they expect that, 
you know, change is, is going to happen. It's, you know, it's a team that's very flexible and that are not kind of set in their ways and not stuck in, in their ways and ultimately can see that when we do change something and it works really, really well, you know, everybody's like, great, oh my God, that worked so well. And they also see that if something doesn't work, that's fine. You know, we, we move on and, and that's it. Um, I think it's a really important mindset to help get individuals and teams into is wanting to always look to see where we can improve and enhance and not being trapped by your own success. You know, I think sometimes businesses can become very focused on what they think they do very well to the point that they carry on doing it long past it becomes relevant or long past the time where it actually is the best it could be. Whereas when you have an approach of looking always to see what we can either bring into the business or improve within, you are agile, you are able to make those decisions quickly. It's definitely something which, because it's come from the the leader, you know, from catching within the business, it's cascaded through everything basically that the business does, um, and it has become you know an integral part, even if unwittingly or we're unaware of it. It's there in his background anyway. That we're always kind of thinking, looking, wanting to try and improve and uh, enhance what we do. Thanks for listening. It really means a lot to us that you do. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it wherever you can and do tell a friend. We'd love for more of you to join our community celebrating the veterinary profession and those working within it. Borborygmy is brought to you by me, Naomi Mella, as part of Vets Stay Go Diversify. Thanks to everyone involved this season. Your support is much appreciated.